0: I had a conversation with a work colleague, how are your kids going at school? And normally everyone says, oh, they're okay, they're okay. But she just dropped it. Oh, lately we've been seeing a therapist. And that was her hint to say, I want to talk more. Hello, I'm Mark Hadley, and
1: welcome to the Eternity Podcast Network super series, Evangelism in a Skeptical World, with Sam Chan. Hey, Sam Jan here. (laughs) Thanks, Sam. Well, this is a six-part super podcast aimed at equipping you with a collection of 15-minute evangelism life hacks that'll help you give your 21st century friends the gospel, but in a way they're prepared to hear it. So today's life hack is particularly appropriate. The title, Shut Up and Listen. I mean, let's face it, most of us are just not good listeners. We spend most of our time in our conversations waiting to say what we know or wondering when the conversation is going to end. It is tragic, but it's also the result of 300 years of being told that the individual is the centre of the universe. So how can we become the sort of people that non-Christians want to listen to? Enter the Chan. Wow! (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I'm just going to rely on Sam to correct all my bad habits. Now, last episode, we talked about moving conversations to the sort of environment where people are actually comfortable with talking about the big questions. I've got that right? That's where we got to. Sure, that's right. Okay, so how do I then know that they are ready to start talking to me?
0: Well, again, we're thinking, how can I tell my friends about Jesus <laughs> as this brave, one-off, courageous event? And I'm just trying to break it down into these simple, baby, concrete, achievable steps. The next step now is just listen and let them talk. And the it's the art of conversation. What we have to do is see that the person in front of me is in the image of God. They are the most important person in the universe in front of me right now and take a special interest in them and just invest time, empathy, and concern. And it all just starts with a question, how are you going? That's all I have to say. And they'll say, oh, I'm going fine. And it's the art of just slowing down and say, well, how are you really going?
1: Now, that that's really interesting. I just want to pick up on something you just sure. said then, that the person in front of you is made in the image of God, is actually valuable and worth listening to. That's right. There's this fellow that many American listeners who might be in will know, Mr. Rogers is a classic television kids show Mm. host. And he once said, as he was chatting to a journalist who was busy trying to move on to the interview, he said, don't you have something better to do? And Mr. Rogers said, the most important thing for me in my life today is listening to you. Now, I find that really hard to make.
0: That's not really a natural position for us to be in, is it? Especially, as you said in the introduction, we've had 300 years of Western individualism, which has taught me that I'm the most important person in my universe. But the art of conversation is saying, no, the person in front of me right now is the most important person in my universe. And how can I treat them accordingly? And they are are in the image of God. And I love them and I pray for them and I have a deep concern. Okay, so now let's move on to the practical.
1: How am I going to, I guess, listen
0: properly? I mean, how does one even listen properly? That's right. So my friend James Veltmeyer, who's trained in counselling, says counsellors are taught that there are three sorts of listening. The first sort of listening is where I'm listening to you, but I'm not really listening because I'm just waiting for my turn to talk. Gotcha. The second sort is where I'm listening but I'm not really listening because I'm just waiting to say how you're wrong. Whatever you're saying is wrong.
1: I've mastered the first. (laughs)
0: Okay. Let's talk about another one. The third sort of listening is the proper, real sort of listening where I just listen. I just let you talk. And the art of this is every time there's a pause in the conversation, you grab a cup and you just put it to your mouth. And that's your signal to the other person, hey, buddy, I'm not going to do any talking. You have to keep going. (laughs) And I remember when I was seeing a counsellor, that's what she did to me. Every time I stopped, she would just pause and take a cup and put it to her mouth and I thought I so know what you're doing you're trying to make me talk but it will work I would just keep talking and this little voice in my head would say hey shut up you you're giving her way too much information now she knows you're crazy but it would work I would just keep talking and I think that's the art of conversation letting the other person feel safe enough to keep going and we just unlock them with questions like how are you going Well, how are you really going? And that's the permission to move from interests to maybe values and something a bit more private. Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm safe enough for you to go the next step. And then as I talk, I just listen. And I'm trying to do three things as they're talking. I'm hearing, I'm understanding, and I'm feeling what you're saying. And so I jokingly tell all my guy friends, it's everything we were taught in pre-marriage (laughs) counselling on how to solve conflict with our wives. So when my wife says, you're not doing the dishes, all I have to do is hear her by repeating her words back at her. Oh, from what I hear you saying, I'm not doing the dishes. Mm. And then I have to say the next step is I understand. And here I summarize her words into my words to show I'm not just parroting words back at her. So I might say, oh, I understand how I'm not doing my share of the housework. Hmm. And then I have to feel her emotions. I say, oh, that must make you feel very blank. And I just guess an emotion. And guys, it's always angry. So you just go say, <laughs> oh, that must you feel very angry
1: okay so we've got an additional counseling on how to stay married that's right that's awesome but if i'm in a conversation with someone who i've been praying you know god give me an opportunity to talk to this person about you to help them find the need fill the need that they really have in their life here we are out there in the world what's it actually look like
0: i once had to catch a plane from sydney to adelaide And when I sat down, before I could get the headphones on my head, which is the international symbol for do not talk to me.
1: Yeah, I I am actually invisible now. So
0: now I've learned, get them on before you sit down. (laughs) Anyway, the guy next to me starts talking and he says, are you flying to Adelaide for play or for work? And I said, work. And then he said, what sort of work do you do? And I thought, oh, no, this only goes in one direction. It's like ripping off a Band-Aid. Just get it over and done with. I said, I'm in full-time professional Christian ministry. I tell people about Jesus from the Bible. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to be such a hypocrite if I don't do what I tell other people Mm. to do. So I flipped it back to him. I said, do you have a faith? And then he said, well, when I was a teenager in South Africa, I checked out Christianity Mm. and that's when I found out it was a front for hate crimes against gay people. And at that moment I just went, wow, (laughs) tell me more. As opposed to saying, uh, hostess, I'd like a drink over here. That's right, because that's the art of conversation. This man is in the image of God. He's the most special, important person in my life right now. I'm going to take an interest in you and invest in you. So Mm. I said, wow, tell me more. And I just let him talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And, you know, again, here's the art of conversation. If I ask you what you did on the weekend and I let you go for one minute sooner or sure. later social etiquette means you have to now flip it back to me what did you do on the weekend now if I let you go for one minute you should let me have one minute sure but if I let you go for 10 minutes you should let me have 10 minutes hmm. so I just let this guy go on and on and on for 60 90 minutes and the whole time I'm hearing I'm understanding and I'm feeling and finally at the end of 90 minutes there was a long pause long pause and then I finally said to him, okay, from what I hear you saying, you have these gripes against Christianity, it's anti-scientific, it's homophobic, and all religions are the same anyway. I understand for you, this is a strong justice issue. Have I heard you correctly? So that must make you feel very frustrated and angry at Christians. Have I heard you? And he said, yes. Right. Long pause. And then I finally said, would you like me to respond? And he said, yes. And because I had let him go on uninterrupted, he let me have the next 60 minutes uninterrupted. And then when the plane landed, he thanked me. He said, wow, thank you. You made that plane ride go so quickly. Uh, thank you very much.
1: Now, that's that's interesting because it wasn't just you had your 10 minutes now. It's my 10 yeah. minutes. There wasn't some exchange going on. It was also that you were making him feel understood.
0: That's right. And felt. Mm. So I've heard him. I've understood what he's talking about. And I'm feeling the emotions. And I think until we hit all three levels, we haven't earned a right to talk back yet. Mm. So when he first said, I think Christianity is a front against gay people, I could have immediately gone no it's not Mm. or you know whatever no said no i need to hear you in this Mm. there's obviously a history Mm. there's a justice issue going on here i'll give you another example i was uh, in a car on my way to some country regional part of new south wales on a college mission Mm. we pulled over at mudgie to fill up and this lady says oh where are you guys going because there's four of us in the car And we said, oh, we go to a Bible college and we're on a way to on a mission with a a local church. And then there's silence. And then one of the students then said to her, do you have a history with a church? And then she says, yes, I did. I used to go to church. And then the student goes, oh, wow. Tell me more. Tell me what happened. And she said, oh, I had a son who died in a tragic uh, accident. And the church didn't deal with it very well Mm. and then the students said oh wow so you sound very hurt from all that tell me more and then she did Mm. and then the student said oh would you like us to pray for you right now and she said yes but he only earned that by having heard her understood her and felt the emotion behind yeah. what she was saying.
1: Yeah, and then so she moved him. For those of us who've been following this series so far, yeah. we moved from the values. V- no, no, we value. moved we from, from interest, interest to values to worldviews. Yeah, we've moved right from the outside of this
0: conversational yeah. onion. Yeah, where are you guys going? You know, from from interest to values now to worldviews. Absolutely. Okay, so sometimes i've heard you say that
1: people actually tell you that they're prepared to move on Mm. in the conversation do they say to you sam i'm ready now to move on in this conversation
0: well they they drop a hint which is very private which is more than a how blue is the sky been lately how about them tigers have you read any good books lately uh so for instance i had a conversation with a work colleague how are your kids going at school? And normally everyone says, oh, they're okay, they're okay. But she just dropped it. Oh, lately we've been seeing a therapist. And that was her hint to say, I want to talk more about this. Mm. So rather than just talk about the weather, I had to pick up on this and just basically go, oh, wow, tell me
1: more. So the big mistake here would have been to say, yeah, we had to go to therapist. Yeah, we to, had to go to the therapist. Yeah, blah blah. blah. Yeah. So it's
0: all about me again. Yeah, I've had the same experience. I know what you're talking about. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't shared your experience. Uh, please tell me
1: more. Right. So this is not the moment to identify. This is the moment to listen and to let them go deep.
0: Yeah, and then and then I said, wow. So your child is having to see a therapist. I've heard her, hmm. and I then I said, oh. You're afraid your child's falling behind. So now I've understood you. Mm. Oh, that must make you feel quite anxious. And, and you don't she have to said, be worried, do you? Because if, if, no. if she's going to correct, she'll, yeah. she'll correct That's me. right. And then she went, yes. Ah. So she'd actually given me permission to move beyond the weather and how are your kids going at school and how old are your kids and what names you know, are your kids to – she's now going to share something quite private mm. that's troubling her. Hmm. It's, actually, it's actually what my counselor used to do to me. I used to turn up and she goes, how's your week been? I said, great. And then she looked at me and said, well, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> and as a doctor, we used to joke about our psychiatry colleagues. And we say, "Ah, oh, you don't need much to be a psychiatrist. You just need to learn two questions. How are you and how are you really going? Yeah. So it's the art of the how are you really going moment. And it's, and it's interesting, I presented this seminar... Uh, with my City Bible Forum colleagues once at a conference and one of them asked me, so how'd you sleep last night? You know, the next day. And I went, great. And then we moved on. And I, said, and I pulled my colleague up and said, no, 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 come on. Ask me the second question. How did you really sleep? And then i say say, guys, okay, how did you really sleep? And I said, actually, it was terrible. I tossed and turned all night. I only fell asleep around four o'clock. I only wake up. I only got one hour sleep. I'm tired. I'm stressed. I'm miserable. So the art of listening it's actually showing you allowing people to go from interest to values to worldviews, from public to private sort of conversations. So there's
1: invitations in your question yeah. to go deeper each time.
0: Yeah. So either we invite them by how are you going, how are you really going. Yeah. Or or picking up on their cues, like I uh, you know, um, my child just ha- had to see a therapist. Oh, oh, wow, tell me more. How do you feel about that?
1: Right, okay. So if, if I take it a step further, um, maybe sometimes the conversation just seems to almost circle the spiritual, or it glances across it, but mm. then it just starts to move back into the mundane, the phenomenal, like we talked yeah. about in a previous episode. How do you rescue that? Do you just say, oh, okay, well, that's as far as it's going to go today? Or do you say, actually, you know, there are some things I can do here to give the person permission?
0: Yeah, so recognizing what's in front of me right now, what can I control, what are my responsibilities? But if we've heard them and they felt understood and felt, there's almost that pause where they're letting you take the next step now we've earned enough trust and empathy where we could actually say hey would it be okay if i just said something right now you see you actually make them in control of the conversation yeah ask them yeah so you are asking them for permission yeah but often they also grant you permission they will say to you well what do you think and so better than they actually invite you but you're saying what if that moment never happens i think There's often a pregnant pause where they're giving us permission to invite ourselves in by saying, hey, would it be okay if I just shared something Mm -hmm. right now?
1: Now, listen, in previous episodes, we've talked about just our secular society and just individualism and how important it is Mm. for life to all be about me. I didn't think it was okay in a secular society to talk about this stuff at all. Is it okay? I mean, do you think our world is really okay about talking about spiritual stuff or will you come off as the sort of guy who's just that awkward person or do you think there's really,
0: really space for it? I think there's so much space for it because we're talking about the, the things that are deepest and most meaningful to each person and yet in Western secular society we're not given permission to talk about these things. Mm. So it's almost like people will burst at the opportunity. People tell me musicians are always looking for opportunities to play music, they're bursting with music. And I think the average Australians are saying they actually want to share what's deepest and most meaningful to them if they could only find someone mm. who would listen. I think people are sick of just talking about the weather and the sport and what books they're reading. They're just looking for someone who would actually be interested enough to hear the next thing, uh, were things deeper and more meaningful. Okay, so what is the goal here? in the end i mean is it just
1: yeah. for the person to walk away and feel well listened to and then that might not be mm. a problem because
0: you might be building a relationship but but what is the goal where are we going well the goal is the person would know they're loved and then they're cared for but on top of all of that we have earned the right to speak and i think we got to listen first before we have the right to talk and even better at least we know who we're talking to uh so not some abstract worldview but what this looks like in that person's life. So, for example, I was at a party, uh, asked someone about their faith. She said, I'm a Buddhist. I went, wow, tell me more. And all my missionary friends uh, in Taiwan say there is no textbook Buddhist. Uh, Every Buddhist has a very different version of Buddhism. So I could have immediately, when she said, I'm a Buddhist, immediately wait for my turn to talk show her why all religions aren't the same (laughs) and why her version of God is wrong. But I don't even know what her version of God is yet. Mm. So I actually need to let her talk so I know who it is that I'm talking to. Or like the guy on the plane who said Christianity was a front for hate crimes against gay people. I I need to hear what he's saying uh, before I have any right to speak about that experience in his life.
1: So, Sam, what's the take-home hack for effectively
0: connecting to people rather than just preaching at them? Right. We need to learn the art of listening. We need to listen first before we speak. We listen first, we earn the right to speak, and we know who it is that we're actually talking to.
1: Awesome. Now, mate, um, this is going to be no surprise, but regards listening, one of the best listeners I actually know in terms of the podcast world is Jenny Salt. If you've listened a couple of times to these episodes, you know we've been telling you a bit about Salt conversations with jenny salt which is another podcast on the network jenny for those of you who don't know is an academic who works at sydney missionary and bible college and who's a great interviewer actually one of the best christian interviewers i know if you're interested in hearing amazing stories just normal people yet extraordinary lives join jenny for about 40 minutes on the salt Conversations with Jenny Salt podcast and you'll hear some amazing stuff. It's available on the Eternity Podcast Network and you can find that at eternitypodcasts.com. Thanks for being part of the Evangelism in a Skeptical World super series. Coming up in our next episode, learn to tell a better story. Most of what people have heard about Jesus is bogus and you can do better. And Sam's going to tell us all about it. Till then.
0: I'm Sam Chan. And I'm Mark Hadley. See you then.
1: You've been listening to the Eternity Podcast Network. Eternitypodcasts.com.au.